This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hi, everybody. Chuck here. Uh, in podcast time, it's August 23rd, 2012, because we are in the Wayback Machine, taking you back for our Saturday Selects episode, all about abandoned minds. And to tell you the truth, you guys, I picked this one because I didn't remember doing it, which means I have to listen to it again to make sure it's good. And uh, I'm going to learn it all over again along with you. So check out this episode from August 2012. What happens to abandoned minds? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. And this makes it sound I just had some of my notes mixed up. Like, criminal records was stuffed in the middle of this one. Like, wouldn't that be funny if I was talking about abandoned minds and then just, like, a robot was like, and if you have a DUI, <laughs> you can call your local police shop and get that expunged. Yeah, I think that's bad advice. Well, no, I'm just saying. Do not ever call the police unless it's an emergency. You're right. Chuck. Yes. Um, how are you doing? Good. Three today, huh? Yeah, day before a holiday even. In fact, the office is closed right now and we're still working. I know. It's like crickets outside. Yep. And someone threw a spear at me when I stuck my head out to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Good. That was his assignment. Yeah. So, Chuck, yes. uh, if I may take it down a notch or two, Okay. have you ever heard of a guy named Taylor Crane? No. Is a kid? No. Taylor is a kid who uh, was 16 years old when he died. Okay. He was on a tour of Mexico um, with his parents. N- New Mexico or Mexico? Mexico, Mexico. Okay. Old Mexico. Um, and he was on a tour, I didn't realize these existed, um, but a of abandoned haciendas mm-hmm. and mines. So it's basically like an urban exploration tour of old Mexico. Gotcha. Um, and they were at an old mine site, the tour group was, and Taylor was apparently playing tag and um, jumped up on a low wall. And apparently on the other side of that was a thousand foot mine shaft, which wow. he fell into. A thousand feet? Ten feet across. Jeez. Wide open. A thousand feet down. They had a lot of trouble getting to him to recover him. Wow. Because there was so much lead and arsenic at the bottom that it was really difficult to breathe Jeez. to get down there to, to get him. Wow. So you think like, wow, it's really crazy that Mexico has these open mines. Mind-blowing as it is, Mexico is not the only place. As a matter of fact, 
here in the States, we have something on the scale of 500,000 abandoned mines. That's the high end. Yeah. But the low end even is still, I think, like 300,000 abandoned mines. Abandoned mines. Probably two of the most dangerous words you can put together. Yeah. And they're all over the place. The U.S. is lousy with them. Yeah, and about 30 people die in the United States every year from accidents involving abandoned mines. And I did a little looking. Yeah, I did too. Apparently, they include uh, uh, quarries. Yeah. And most of these are drownings. Yeah. Um, because a quarry either has water or an abandoned mine shaft, you know, they'll pump out water to mm-hmm. work in it. Mm-hmm. And then when they're done, it fills back up with water. So... Uh, some say crazy scuba divers will try and scuba dive these things. My dad was actually certified in an old uh, marble quarry in Toledo. Really? And the, to be certified, you had to go down to a school bus at the bottom of this quarry. Wow. Um, he, you had to dive down, go into the school bus and grab something from it. It was like right inside. And then bring it back up and they'd be like, okay, you're certified. Your dad did that? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I'm trying to picture that. I can't imagine anything more creepy than having to go into a school bus yeah. at the bottom of a filled quarry. No, I'm just trying to picture your dad like all, you know, scuba diving and ad- oh, yeah. adventuring. Oh, yeah, like a buzz cut and more like a big watch yeah. and everything. Yeah, he was uh, I he guess was, anytime you're older and you meet someone's father when they're a little older, it's hard to imagine them as young because I didn't know him back then. Yeah. But I picture him on the couch. Oh, no, huh? Yeah. No, he was a, he, he carried a spear gun everywhere he went with him. Did he really? <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So, um, sadly, like I said, about 30 people die each year. Many of them are drownings. I think number two on the list is ATV accidents. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me because tooling along in the ATV on some, you know, random thinking you're in the middle of nowhere place. Yeah. And all of a sudden the bottom falls out. Literally. Yeah. Um, yeah, those were the top two far and away that I came across, too. But since 2001, apparently 227 people have died in the United States because of accidents involving abandoned mines. Wow. I saw one in 2008. These two guys were uh, trying to get a former gold mine going again because they thought there was still gold down there. Mm-hmm. And they were pumping out water with a uh, some sort of machine with a generator and they died of carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah, that's that's another. I think it's way down on the list. It's like a distant third, but yeah. but I think it's it's um, being overcome, unable to breathe, asphyxiation. That's the word I'm looking for. By bringing in your own thing, or just by the toxic chemicals down there. Toxic chemicals, or um, carbon monoxide, right. or oxygen depletion in general. Right. From people either Ad- trying to get old ones started up, or yeah, yeah more likely adventuring, checking yeah, out abandoned mines. Let's go ahead and give a tip. To people, because we like to encourage the urban explorers, which, you know, we've done a podcast on that. Uh-huh. But, man, you don't need to be hanging around abandoned mines. No, they— it's very, very dangerous. Yes. I mean, that's just so mind-bogglingly dangerous. Yeah, just resist the urge. I know, like, I have that urge, too, because I love the urban exploration. If I saw a hole in the ground, I would want to go check it out. Right. But it's not a good place to be, not a good thing to do. So what's crazy is we said like up to 500,000 abandoned mines, and these are just the mines, not mine features. So say every mine has several mine features, yeah. say uh, an adit, which is a uh, vertical shaft, yeah. or I'm sorry, a horizontal shaft. Uh-huh. Um, and you've got a vertical shaft like the one that um, poor Taylor Crane fell into. 
Um, you have all these different mine features on up to 500,000 mines. And the crazy thing is, is as of February 2011, the Bureau of Land Management, which is tasked with finding these abandoned mines, has only found about 31,000 of them. That means that yeah. there's possibly 469,000 abandoned mines in the United States that no one has on any map. True. But, like, on on the good side, they're trying to find them now. Yeah. In 2008, they only had 18,000 of them. So in that span of three years, they found another uh, 13,000. I had 12,000 in 2008. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, even better then. Yeah. Um, and I think 25% of those have been remediated have pending reclamation, or they say aren't a danger. <laughs> they say. They say. So. Um, That's just the physical dangers. Yeah. There's two kinds. There's uh, physical dangers and environmental dangers. And I think, and I guess it's of the ones they found, they said 20 to 30% have physical hazards and 5 to 10% have environmental hazards. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Which, you know, it's not a ton, but. 20% is pretty dangerous. Well, a physical hazard is insidious for the lo- just the local people who are walking around it. Sure, like falling in. Yeah, or maybe caving in. And by yeah. the way, I found out that any mine feature that is like a hole in the ground, uh-huh. or even like if there's a depression in the ground because a mine collapsed some, yeah. they're called glory holes. Did you know that? <laughs> that was almost a spit take, wasn't it? Yeah. That's not true. It, I swear to God it is. Wow. I saw a sign today of an abandoned mine called the Glory Hole Mine. <laughs> well, that's that's quite a name. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, mine tailings you talk about, and this is some of the environmental hazards. Right. And these can actually be physical hazards, too, if you're living nearby. Uh, these are the remnants of what was going on there, of the mineral, and often it can be very uh, toxic and then... That can either be harmful to you or it can run off into the water right. and be harmful to people, you know, downriver. That was my point, is things like um, like adits and other mine features. Yeah. Um, they're dangerous if you're walking around the mine. Uh, environmental hazards of a mine can be very far-reaching. Yeah. Because in very much the same way that acid rain is produced from, like, smokestacks, these mines can produce acid rain, um, and they can also produce acid groundwater. When sulfide, sulfide minerals and oxygen combine with water, it produces acidic groundwater that can pollute an entire water system downstream. Uh, And then also, Chuck, there's uh, mercury tailings are a big problem, especially with gold mines. Oh, I'm sure. So, you know, like if you take mercury and take gold and put them together, mercury absorbs the gold. And you get a rainbow. (laughs) Right, exactly. A deadly rainbow. (laughs) Uh, And it makes what's called an amalgam. And then later on, so you have like, you can take little gold flecks or whatever, and now they're like highly portable, stable little things of mercury. Uh Uh-huh. And then you take them somewhere else, and you can burn the mercury off, and the mercury will vaporize, and just the gold is left. Well, the problem is, is that mercury then immediately contaminates wherever you just burned it off, and it right. enters the atmosphere and everything. But those kind of tailings are especially problematic in old gold mines, too. And does that end up in Goldschlager bottles? Probably. Is that where they get it? I don't know. I hope they're not putting... Mercury Former, <laughs> formerly mercury gold amalgam into Goldschlager? No, the people at Goldschlager wouldn't do that.
Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. <laughs> You know, true love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another. And every time after that, it's taking long walks together in the summer or gazing longingly into each other's eyes and watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. Well, the pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Uh, As everyone knows from listening to this show, we have pulled all of our dogs off the street that Emily and I have had over the years, either right off the street or through a local shelter and working with them. And they've all become valued family members. And we think they've appreciated it, too. Yeah, Chuck, there is a pedigree loyalty survey that found that 90% of first-time dog owners report having a dog improved at least one of their relationships, and 80% of first-time dog owners are overwhelmingly more likely to have made at least one new connection as a result of getting a dog. And 95% of all dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than they ever expected. Not a big surprise. That's true. We all know that adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime meaningful connection and real love can exist between a pet and a pet parent. You got that straight. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes. Opening your home to a dog can help open your heart. And Love at First Sight is closer than you think because it's available at your local dog shelter. Yeah, very important point. You can find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive from June 7th to June 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. That's right. So just visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Uh, So, Josh, if this is such a problem, why wouldn't these companies clean up their mine sites? It seems like a no-brainer to me. You're there, you do the work, you close it down, you clean it up. Right. Make sure it's safe for everybody. Uh, that's how you do it now. 
Yes. Supposedly. Uh, it was not the case until 1977 for about 200 years. Crazy. People mined, um, even more than that, people mined in the United States. Willy-nilly. However they wanted. Yeah. And they would, they would say, well, this mine's used up. I don't need it any longer. I'm walking away. Well, the quick answer to my question, oh, sorry. which I will now answer. I thought it, I had answered it. No, is money. That's the real reason because it's really expensive to clean up your mine site. If you're a mining operation and you can pre, what, 1977? Uh-huh. You can just fold up shop and leave. Why would you spend money to clean it up if you were a company without you know, like an ethical compass right. and a moral compass? Because, you know, it's going to hit your bottom line, so screw it. Let's just leave it. You know, I can't help but feel like you set me up by asking me that question and expecting the short answer because I've never <laughs> given a short answer. Well, that is the short answer. Um, 2006 congressional testimony said it would cost $72 billion to clean up only the hard rock mines, right. like at the the hard rock cafes, right. <laughs> $72 billion. Well, the, the Bureau of Land Management, which we said is um, responsible for finding these mines and for reclaiming them, basically, um, they, they divide mines that they have to deal with into three categories. There's hard rock, which is like gold, silver, minerals, iron, maybe. Yeah. I don't think they deal with iron. Um, and then there's coal mines mm-hmm. and then uranium mines. Gotcha. Well, I saw on the East Coast, they had a map of where a lot of these abandoned mines are. And there's a lot of them on the East Coast. And there were, I think, a lot of the coal mines. Oh, yeah. Like there's Centralia, Pennsylvania, which we talked yeah. about before. is an abandoned town with a coal seam burning underneath. Oh, yeah, that's right. Creepy. Um, so they abandoned the mines uh, over time. Uh, land records and lease records were uh, lost, basically. It's and, like a reverse foreclosure. Yeah, pretty much. And so in the end, like, no one's on the hook. No one knows many times who these mines originally, like, who was responsible for this to begin with. Yeah, and even if they do know, the mine owners can be like, uh, do you have documentation that says they own that mine? Yeah. And the government goes, no. And the mine owner says, see you. Or pal. the other little loophole, you wrote this, right? Yeah. That you pointed out, which was if you have uh, gone through bankruptcy, then you can't be held liable. That is no longer true. Oh, is that not true? Yeah, yeah. I was happy to find that. Um, oh, good. There is, there. You now have to post a bond, basically, as a mining company. From what I understand from research I did very recently, that you have to post a bond, kind of like a fidelity bond, uh-huh. that uh, is money you pay in upfront that you get back if your mining operation successfully reclaims the land. If you gotcha. don't reclaim it, if reclamation isn't like the end of your um, mine, or you go bankrupt, that money's still there to pay for reclamation. So you going to correct the article? I think I should. I think you should. People need to know that. Um, here's a little thing, too, called the Clean Water Act, which... Um, Obviously, you're going to be violating that if you're letting your toxins from your mine leak out into the groundwater. Right. Big penalties. But um, as you pointed out, that in 2006, there was legislation to exempt people from prosecution who were actually trying to clean up their mines. Yeah. Like, I want to go clean up my mine, and we're going to exempt you uh, as long as you weren't the people who started the mine to begin with. Right. From, I guess, exempt from the Clean Water Act? Yes, from polluting because from one accidentally of the big problems polluting. with tailings, a lot of in a lot of cases, 
um, just removing them yeah. is going to, some's going to slip into the, sure. the watershed. And if it's from, say, a uranium mine, well, it's radioactive. And now right. your water's radioactive and you're in, you have to pay a huge fine. Well, is it better to leave it, I wonder? Uh, it's better to not get any into the watershed. Well, but can you clean it up without doing that? Uh, yes. I feel like what the government has been doing, the Bureau of Land Management does, and they have a division called the Abandoned Mine Lands. Yeah. Um, they basically just build a structure around it, kind uh, okay. of like what they did with Chernobyl, but right. on a much smaller scale, where it's basically like, this is going to stay here for a little while. Right. We'll just put this around it until it's not radioactive any longer. Ah, uh, Okay. That's the impression I have of what gotcha. they're doing, at least with radioactive stuff. Well, that legislation did not pass, though. No, it didn't. Which seems like it would discourage people from trying to clean these things up, right? Yeah, but I also read testimony from a, um, this group called Earthworks, and they were lobbying against that loophole, saying it was overly broad. Oh, uh, really? That basically, like, if you just picked up a little bit of litter or whatever, you were automatically exempt from the Clean Water Act. Gotcha. So it could be used to nefarious ends. Yeah. by amoral people. Well, you mentioned the Abandoned Mine Lands uh, program under the Bureau of Land Management. Um, they get funding roughly in the neighborhood of 12 to $15 million a year. And, you know, we said earlier it takes $70 billion to clean up, yeah. I think, just the Hard Rock site. So yeah. they're doing the best they can. Um, over an eight-year period, they cleaned up more than 3,000 mines, which is awesome. But when you've got potentially 500,000 out there, it's a little scary to think about. So to to remediate a mine, you have to address the physical stuff and the environmental stuff. You have to take care of the tailings piles. You have to um, prevent any more acid groundwater from being produced. Yeah. You have to disassemble and carry off any old machinery, any old buildings maybe. Yeah. Um, and you have to cover up entrances. But covering up a mine shaft, a glory hole as it's called in the uh, industry, um, is not quite as cut and dry as you think. You just put a huge heavy metal slab over it. Sure. Problem is, is when you build a mine, in a lot of cases, you've disturbed a bat population. Yeah. When you um, abandon the mine, you basically are leaving this bat population with an awesome little place to live. Yeah, a playground, if you will. Exactly. Um, Now, bats are really, really essential to... uh, our comfort and happiness in that the average bat can kill something like 600 mosquitoes an hour yeah. when it really wants to, if it's feeling frisky. Yeah. So we want to keep bats around. They're already being decimated by uh, white-nosed fungus, right? Yeah. So people who are reclaiming abandoned mines have figured out that there's ways that you can keep humans out but let bats in and out. And so they put on like bat cupolas, yeah. um, uh, vertical shafts, which is basically just like a, a little roof that has slats to let the bats fly in and out. Yeah, that makes sense. And a bat gate is virtually the same thing, except it goes into, like, an adit. Bat gate. Yeah. Bat couple of... Mm-hmm. I think it's a great idea, because then, like, you're not going to find a kid down in there. No. you're not disturbing the population of the bats. Unless the kid is the size of a bat. And, and even it, still, why is he not, yeah, like... bat boy. That's his problem. Well, bat boy's fine. Yeah. How 
enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. You know, true love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another. And every time after that, it's taking long walks together in the summer or gazing longingly into each other's eyes and watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. Well, the pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Uh, As everyone knows from listening to this show, we have pulled all of our dogs off the street that Emily and I have had over the years, either right off the street or through a local shelter and working with them. And they've all become valued family members. And we think they've appreciated it, too. Yeah, Chuck, there is a pedigree loyalty survey that found that 90% of first-time dog owners report having a dog improved at least one of their relationships, and 80% of first-time dog owners are overwhelmingly more likely to have made at least one new connection as a result of getting a dog. And 95% of all dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than they ever expected. Not a big surprise. That's true. We all know that adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime meaningful connection and real love can exist between a pet and a pet parent. You got that straight. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes. Opening your home to a dog can help open your heart. And Love at First Sight is closer than you think because it's available at your local dog shelter. Yeah, very important point. You can find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive from June 7th to June 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. That's right. So just visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 
Um, so the EPA uh, started something called the Superfund, um, which basically means mining companies now pay into this uh, huge bank account to cover costs of future cleanups. Mm-hmm. But that's not enough to meet the needs, so taxpayers end up paying for the discrepancies. Yeah. I don't mind my tax money going toward that. So uh, apparently nowadays, since 1977, um, part of the the abandoned mine reclamation fund um, is that if you are a mining company, you're putting in, you're paying a tax basically for every uh, 31, for every ton of surface coal that you mine and every ton of underground coal, you're paying um, 31.5 cents for surface coal coal and uh 13.5 cents a ton for underground mine stuff and all that goes into the super fund to reclaim it that's not bad well this this october i think it's going to go down to 12 cents and 28 cents oh really as a tax yeah Hmm. um things times are tough all over for everybody yeah they are um in 1986 josh as you point out the department of interior created an award for mining excellence. This is like yard of the month for abandoned mine. And reclamating. I think it's called the Miney Award. <laughs> and um, all joking aside, it's very cool that they do this because um, a lot of, you know, people are more responsible these days with their mining operations. They're not all bad. Mining is a vital thing. We're not trying to poo-poo that. I know we did, like with the uh, mountaintop removal coal mining. Mm-hmm. We came down pretty hard. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of miners these days are pretty responsible. And they are reclaiming this land and uh, going back in and planting vegetation and trying to preserve old buildings and make those into live workspace condos. Exactly <laughs> what they're doing. Yeah. So that's great. Yep. Keep it up is what I say. I agree. And be careful out there, ATV people and rock quarry swimmers. Yeah. They're, um, if you see a mine, stay away. I believe that's the name of the program. Oh, really? Yeah. Stay away? Yeah, it's like, you know, those uh, cartoony posters with exclamation points and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, PSAs, that's what they're called. Uh, I think if you do see a mine, go on the internet and look up reporting abandoned mines, and you will find a way to do it. And that'll be helpful. You'll save some money. Save some taxpayer money if you report a mine yourself. Agreed. Uh, if you want to know more about abandoned mines and reclamation and all that stuff, you can type it into the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. And I said search bar, which means it's time for Facebook. That's right, Josh. This closes out the trilogy. Uh, I'll go ahead and start out with Donna Fessler. My husband always wants to call my beef vegetable soup a stew, but it is broth-based. I don't argue Um, And basically, she's asking about this. My recommendation, uh, Donna, is to go check out the podcast Judge John Hodgman. (laughs) I was going to say the same thing. Because he has a uh, full podcast on, I believe, chili, chilies, chowders, stews, and soups, and the differences, right? It was the first one, wasn't it? It was pretty early on. Yeah. Judge John will break it all down for you. Nice plug, Chuck. Thank you. Uh, Ryan Taylor, question, what time is it? A, hammer time. B, time to make the donuts, or C, beer o'clock? Time to make the donuts. Beer o'clock. We've got one from Jeremy Glover. Did either of you grow up watching Andy Griffith's show? I think he means the Andy Griffith show. Yeah, I I certainly did. I did too. In reruns. Is there anybody, yeah, same here. Is there anybody who is alive today that didn't grow up watching it? Yeah, well, he's asking that because Andy Griffith died today. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know he's still alive. 
he was till today. Wow, that's that's well, he had quite a run. Yeah, he was 86 years old. Uh, good full life as as Sheriff Andy Taylor and Matlock. And uh, was that it? Those were his two big characters. Didn't he have a third? Ah, those were the two big ones. Well, isn't he like the uh, landlord on Three's Company for a little while? No, I don't think so. Uh, Tanya Chavez, it is my anniversary. Can you do a quick shout out to my very patient husband, Abe Franklin? It'd be a fun surprise. All right, Tania. I think it's Tania. Happy Tanya. anniversary to you and Abe. Happy anniversary, Tanya, Tania, and Abe. Oh, here's a good one. Brandon Nichols, who would you most like to punch in the face? That's sort of like the Fight Club question. Who would you fight? Who would I most like to punch in the face? Boy, that'd be a good one. I think myself many times. Really? Yeah. That's very much like Fight Club. Actually, I got someone else, but I can't say. I think you know who it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to punch him in the face. Yeah. You got anyone? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> not say anything. So that was kind of a cop-out. Yeah. Uh, Vitaly says, uh, would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? I love these questions. Hmm, one horse-sized duck. I would go for the one horse-sized duck because you get like a, a sharpened stick in its neck. It's over and done with. It's kind of like that um, garage full of guided missiles up in space. Yeah. You take one out, you take ten out. If you got like a hundred duck-sized horses coming at you, they're going to get the best of you. Yeah, plus that's just creepy, man. Can you imagine a hundred like one-foot-tall horses coming after you? I find the horse-sized duck creepier. No, I don't mind. I don't mind that. Okay. That's some good eating too. Oh yeah. Uh, Micah, Mia, Mia, Mia. Paul Cannell says Mia how, or Maya. <laughs> Maya says, "How is Atlanta really? Quality of life? Uh, would you recommend it? I would. I love Atlanta. I'm from here, and I moved back here for a reason. Josh, do you like Atlanta? Sure, Atlanta's great. Atlanta's great. Uh, Robert Casey is Jerry is smoking hot as we think she is, and more, my friend. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Have you ever gotten a threatening uh, listener mail from Nathaniel Yeager? No, nothing threatening. I have. Really? Yeah. Like physically threatened? Um, uh, no, menacing. How about that? I've gotten a couple of little crazy ones, but never, never menacing. Got you care, menacing. care to share? No. Okay. I don't want to set anybody off. Uh, how about one more? Okay, let's see. Um, why is cilantro so divisive from Heidi Wells? Good question, Heidi Wells. That is a good one. Cilantro, uh, the herb, also uh-huh. known as coriander, or um, Chinese celery, I believe, in some quarters. Or cilantro. Yeah. Um, that was pretty good. Thank you. Uh, is divisive because it strikes different people's tongues differently. It's really big time, right? Some people... Cilantro is a glorious herb, including me. And me. I love cilantro. Me too. To other people, it tastes very much like soap. Yeah, my friend says that. And there is actually, if you're interested, a video on WebMD that addresses this question. And if you watch very closely, the filmmaker, who is a friend of mine, who I know through Yumi, put in a, a moment where he takes a thing of palmolive and puts it over a taco. And it happens just for a second. But it's pretty brilliant once you... It was just funny looking? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, did he just put soap on a taco? Yeah. There you go. Well, here's what I have to say. I feel sorry for people who have that taste reaction. Oh, I do too. Because cilantro to me is one of the great, great things yeah. in uh, on food and some drinks. Yes. 
I put a little cilantro and margaritas from time to time. So good. It's really nice. Uh, and a couple slices of jalapeno. Mm. Yeah. All right. I'm hungry and thirsty. I am too, man. Let's go eat some guacamole. Yay. Uh, if you have questions for Chuck and I, you can tweet to us at SYSK Podcast. You can uh, join us on Facebook.com slash Stuff You Should Know. Or you can send us an email to StuffPodcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart.